We often think of courage as something that helps us to face major obstacles and battles, but the virtue of fortitude is something that we need not only when we face the culture, but also within our own homes. So in today's episode, we're going to unpack what fortitude is. We're going to talk about two different categories uh, that fall under the virtue of fortitude, how to achieve great good, even when it's difficult, and then also how to endure when bad things happen. Um, So we hope that you enjoy. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. everyone. Welcome to another episode and the continuation of our virtue series. How are you doing, Mickey? I'm doing good. Good. It's hot. It's hot outside, but I'm doing good. Yes. And I think we have a broken air conditioner somewhere in the building, so it is warmer in here too, but that's okay. We'll (laughs) offer it up for the suffering souls in purgatory. (laughs) Awesome. So I feel like it's been forever the way that we record these. It has been a while. I'm excited that we're back and we're talking about a virtue that I really love because it makes me think of um, like Lord of the Rings and like all of these heroic um, movies and things like that. So, um, and I know Lord of the Rings is also a book. So, anyway, <laughs> is it? I don't. Myself. <laughs> anyway, I didn't so, know it was a book. I just haven't read it. <laughs> so today we're jumping into fortitude, and yeah. So where do we start with this? You're the virtue. Oh my expert. goodness! So I just wrote some stuff on it. I'm terrible actually at practicing it. So. <laughs> It's been a good practice for both of us, I think, to go through these. So I guess one thing just to mention is that we've talked about prudence and justice so far, and we've got those linked in the show notes. Great um, handouts and things that Mickey's created. And we're also linking to Dr. Luke Arredondo's series um, where he's unpacking uh, the theological virtues. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think he's had at least two episodes on that. So have all of that link there. But yeah, today we're going to unpack fortitude and it is a good one, especially in the culture that we're living in today. Yes. Yes. So I think it's just a good idea to start off with what the catechism says. Um, I always try to phrase things that are a little bit more understandable, but it's always less eloquent and concise and clear when I don't read it from the catechism. So we're just going straight to the source. Um, This is going to be in paragraph 1808. And it says, Fortitude is the moral virtue that ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of the good. It strengthens the resolve to resist temptations and to overcome obstacles in the moral life. The virtue of fortitude enables one to conquer fear, even fear of death, and to face trials and persecutions. It disposes one even to renounce and sacrifice his life in defense of a just cause. The Lord is my strength and my song. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Uh, So there you go. It's a lot in there to unpack. Yes. And it just, what strikes me even just from that definition is that it is a virtue that is very much necessary living in the world that we are living in today. And in light of a lot of the conversations that we're seeing in the culture right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and I think... At certain times in the world, there's always been new things that have popped up. And what I admire so much about those sort of more um, 
times where there seemed to be a lot of uncertainty Mm -hmm. or sinfulness or immorality or confusion, that there have been people that are clear examples of what it means to um, practice the virtue of fortitude, which is why I love that we focus on the communion of saints, and we have so many examples of the saints in heaven. So um, of those who have had to overcome, of those who have had to um, pursue the good at great cost and also to endure trials. And um, yeah, I'm just so thankful for the example of witnesses that yeah, we have yeah. to give us strength in the time that we're living now. Absolutely. And it's so necessary. And there's, I think we read this as a staff and I should have written down the title, uh, from Christendom to the apostolic age. Um, that book, uh, we read it as a staff last year, but I think everyone is very aware that we do, we don't live in a Christian era. We live in a post-Christian era right now. And it requires that we have, Um, courage in the light of um, what we're facing and in the conversations that we're having um, that we can't assume that, well, we we all love Jesus. There's so many people who don't know Jesus, and there's so many people who are not going to argue from um, the same place that we are. So um, recognizing how virtues like this actually allow us to live our faith um, courageously um, and uh, to have difficult conversations with people is a good thing. Yeah. And I think, too, what we want to sort of unpack today is go through a few other, um, like, sub-virtues of fortitude and kind of tackle two different categories. So one is um, achieving a difficult good, and then another set would be enduring bad things or enduring Mm -hmm. suffering, because Mm -hmm. there are some sub-virtues that fall under both of those that I think are important for us as parents, but even... Um, if we start in trying to instill these in our kids now, um, oh man, then when they have their own battles to fight later on down the road, hopefully we would have um, equipped them with uh, some solid practice in like the virtue it. of fortitude. Yep, I like it. All right, so should we get started mm-hmm. with the first? Okay, so um, the first category we're going to talk about are some, two virtues that really talk about how to achieve um, good achieve the good that can be difficult. So they're magnanimity and magnificence. And when we think about these in terms of, uh, in terms of our Christian faith, like I think sometimes when we, when we think about, um, fortitude, we just think about people doing brave things, like Mm -hmm. something that's big Mm -hmm. and they encounter something scary, Mm -hmm. uh, and they overcome that, which I mean, bravery is great, but when we're talking about, Um, fortitude from a Christian perspective. We're also talking about how to achieve the good for the honor and glory of God. And I think that's the part that we can't forget. Mm -hmm. Like there are some people who do what we would consider maybe brave things or risk takers. And we're like, wow, I would never do that because I'm a scaredy cat. Um, But when we talk about fortitude, we're like, are this is why we need prudence. So we talked Mm -hmm. about that first. Mm -hmm. What are those things that actually give glory to God? And fortitude helps us to do that. So when we talk about like the virtue of magnanimity, we're talking about being of great, uh, like it's called like greatness of soul. Mm. And um, like the like with Mother Teresa, she's one of my favorite. I remember learning about Mother Teresa when I was in high school, and her example was just so powerful to me. Um, 
But she did so many, I mean, she did great big things. Um, set up hospitals for the dying, um, orphanages. I mean, so I could not even speak of the greatness of her works in you know the the, the time that we have here. Um, but she also did so many small things. Mm-hmm. Like she, a very humble person, and just recognized herself. I think she has a quote that, um, "Lord, help me be a pencil in your hands, mm-hmm. so that you can write I a like beautiful that. love." love letter to the world and when we think about magnanimity and being of great mind and heart it's about fixing our mind on um, desiring to do great things for God but when I say great things I don't mean big noticeable things although some people are called to do Mm -hmm. big noticeable things but just having that desire that all of the things that I do are done with great love Mm -hmm. And great care. Small things with great love. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That it sounds kind of like being obedient to where God has you, or like obedient to the vocation that you're in. Is it, is it St. Yeah, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta that says, um, if you want to change the world, um, go home and love your family. Um, and then also something about the kitchen sink. I'm, there's another, (laughs) there's another, or like wash the dish. Stay away from it. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Right. Or like wash the dishes, wash the next dish for the person, not because it's your chore, but, but because you love the person who's going to use it next. I am Mm -hmm. slaughtering that quote (laughs) No, I think we understand what you're saying. But yeah, but like the, the little things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the, the beauty of the vocation of family life is that it's, it's hidden. There's a hiddenness to, uh, to our vocation as, as parents and to that, um, to having holy families. It's not a very flashy thing and it's not, um, necessarily going to be like a Nobel Peace Prize winning <laughs> vocation, but um, it matters. And being obedient to that, um, yeah, requires, it, it sounds like it, it fits there. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think even too, like when we talk about magnanimity and magnific- magnificence, sometimes it's hard to distinguish between the two because it's almost like two lines that meet at a corner. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I'm going to sort of talk about both of these together, but if people want clarification, they can email us or you yeah. can ask. But what these what these two really do is that they um, incline us to pursue excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then they also drive us to great achievements. And all of this takes prudence, right? Because we, we need to be prudent as mothers, especially in our calling, in our vocation, of what we are going to put time and energy into. Mm-hmm. And but once God has called us to something, then to be a magnanimous mom um, is going to be about really striving to do those things well. And I think that that is a work that I I try to perfect, but it almost seems incredibly daunting. And I'm talking about simple things like I have to wake up every morning and feed my children. They need to be fed. But can I pursue excellent? excellence in that task. Mm. So um, excellence in my demeanor, Mm -hmm. um, excellence in the choices that I make for the nutrition of my kids. Um, Are they getting fed what they need from mom on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, on a nutritional level to get them through the day that they have ahead? And so I think um, 
one of the and one of the things that has happened to me in the last few years of my life has been an acknowledgement of the things that I'm doing every day and having to recognize that there's so many that I don't do well and there's so many that I don't even desire to do well I'm like here whatever there's a peanut butter sandwich not that not that that's bad <laughs> but like dissing the peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> um but I think a lot of it is just like in my attitude yeah do you know what I mean yeah. like it's almost like drudgery sometimes and I don't know if other moms feel like this but oh never <laughs> yes absolutely. Yeah. the idea the idea of always being ready and willing to do the task at hand but to do it in the best way yeah with the best attitude yeah which is all inclined to give glory to God um, and to be for the the holiness Mm -hmm. of ourselves and our children. That just seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And I can see where that it requires, (laughs) it requires us to be open to the, the grace. It's all connected. I love that, that, that these virtues are not isolated, but that we, we require all of it and we need the grace of the sacraments. We need, we need Christ to be able to live that out because yeah, it is very difficult to live the day-to-day messiness of family life and like have that intention behind it. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing this with a spirit of excellence or like I want um, to to love them as best I can. Like that, that conscious thought will probably not always go through as we're making the PB&J or we're trying to figure out what's for dinner next. But that love would be the driving force um, behind, uh, yeah, how we how we care for our families, and yeah, yeah. There's this one scene from a documentary on Mother Teresa, um, and uh, she was in an orphanage um, taking care of the children, but they didn't have like filtered water, so she was at this sink and had like a cloth or something, um, and it is she had a water bottle. And it is just drip. Oh, man. Drip. Yeah. I mean, just the drip of the water was so slow. I could see me holding that and be like, hurry, hurry. So even though I'm, I'm doing like a small thing, but for a great good, I don't have a good attitude about the work that I'm doing. But she was just just that demeanor. And I think for me as a mom, as a wife, as mm-hmm. a woman, as a mm-hmm. disciple, like that has been the thing that I've – that. Um, I think God calls us all to work on it, but I guess it's just been in the forefront mm-hmm. of my mind, like yeah. perfecting that attitude, that spirit, right? The the um, what is the disposition of my soul yeah. in doing these tasks that I can't get away from that have to be done, but how then to still pursue excellence yeah. in those very yeah. Um, hidden yeah. tasks that every single parent yep. does um, and yep. every single human does. Everyone does hidden work that no one sees. Um, and are we pursuing excellence in that? Absolutely. Small things with great love is the thing that just keeps coming to mind Yeah. when you describe that. Yeah. Nice. There was this um, just, uh, and kind of to um, piggybacking off of that, like when we talk about magnificence too, like um, desiring to achieve great things or having mm-hmm. a drive to achieve great things. I think God absolutely calls all of us to do something great. Now, it may not be noticed by mm-hmm. everybody, um, which is not why he's calling us to it. He's right. calling us to it because it's his work. Um, 
but just being open. I, I think we have to be careful not to be like, well, all I'm doing is cooking and doing dishes. And then we, we don't necessarily pray that. Is there something else, um, some other work that God is calling me to? And we always have to be careful that it is God mm-hmm. calling us to do mm-hmm. that particular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to keep praying for that. And, you know, you think of, um, you think of people like Joan of Arc. No, she wasn't married. But, um, you know, Joan of Arc, she goes out there, very noticeable, like mm-hmm. her work, um, her courage and, and yeah. fighting. And, um, but there may be other things that may beyond, be beyond the scope of dishes and dinner mm-hmm. um, that we're called to just be open to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. to really I focus think, in. Yeah, sorry. I no, it's fine. Sorry that. Um, <laughs> that each domestic church each domestic church has its own charism like and that's something that each and we may have talked about this in other episodes before too but like my family is different than your family and Mm -hmm. what you're you're living out of the faith is going to look different than my family and that's a beautiful thing that's what the make that's what makes the church what she is um but yeah to have that discernment and to realize that um that if I am not faithful in the small tasks and the hidden tasks mm-hmm. of family life, just you know, speaking as a as a wife and mom, then it makes it more difficult for God to entrust these bigger, more flashy things, or mm-hmm. just like bigger projects or or ministries to us. If we can't love the family first, if I'm not faithful to my primary vocation, right. then um, then it's going to be very difficult to to pursue something else. So I'm wondering, yeah, does is fortitude one of those things in addition to prudence and justice, and probably temperance too, um, that helps us to put everything in right order, but also to discern well, and then the courage to be able to actually live all of that out in its proper place and time and. Yeah. No, I think that's why we're doing this whole virtue series is that we can see that that you can't necessarily have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Like if you try to just practice being brave without without prudence. prudence. Yeah. You um, may fight battles that you're not supposed to be. Right. Fighting. Um or you're not you're not giving to your family what you owe your family, which is a matter of justice. Exactly. Um or you're so busy doing this thing that you think is important that you're not giving justice to God, which is our our prayer. So um, I think it's just integrating all of these into our life, which is a constant, which is constant practice, you know? Um, and yeah, so they're just in intertwined that I think, I don't know, I guess you could examine your life and see which one of these is your biggest struggle. Because mm-hmm. I think if you try to tackle every single cardinal virtue and every sub virtue under it, because we haven't even gone over all of the virtues that fall under the four cardinal virtues. It's going to be an overwhelming task to try to hit all of those. But we know ourselves, we know our situations, we know our families, we know those things that we struggle with. Um, And the great thing about fortitude is that it gives us the courage to start pursuing and in a sense, attacking that obstacle in our life that we can clearly see is probably one of the biggest preventers of what it is that we're yeah, called to do. I don't sense. know if that answered your question. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um, so I know we, we have to move on to like the virtues of enduring bad things, but I want to see if like, can you think of anything that as parents we can do to instill like magnanimity and magnificence in our children? Like, is there anything that comes I to th- mind? I think that like, because o- obedience just keeps coming to mind as we um, as as we define this, but like the importance of 
doing what you've been entrusted to do and doing it well. So like as we're doing chores and things like that, that there's a there's a greater purpose to it than just like helping the family do a certain thing. It's actually like helping the family to to be um, to be what the family's called to be, if that makes sense. So um, I wonder if like that is an opportunity to um, to instill that virtue or to to talk about those things. Like I'm not just asking you to sweep the floor like just for the sake of sweeping the floor. It's actually serving you're serving others through that, and to do it to the best degree that you can. It does not mm-hmm. have to be perfect, but doing it to the best that you can. That's yeah. one of the things. No, I think that was one of the things that came to my mind oh, too. Is like. Um, chores because that's something hopefully every kid is doing a tour um age appropriate um or multiple chores but teaching them to do to doing it well or things like homework schoolwork. yeah do the best you can um is that, so sometimes i'll ask my kids is this the best that you have to offer yeah that's a question and if they say yes, but I still don't think it's true, I'm like, oh, I don't. I still don't know how to respond to that. No, it's not. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I asked. Is that the best that you can do? Or sometimes I'll even like if it's a chore, I'll even show them like if they missed a big spot. No. Like not to be like critical, but say, oh, here, let me show you, and like walk them into the bathroom. Yeah. Like, hey, this spot right here really needs to get cleaned off. Um, and you do it and then have them go over what you did you know but just really learning to perfect those tasks yeah so i like it all right so um and i think too sorry i talked too much but i think too like teaching our kids that um achieving the good even if it's difficult that we don't count the cost when the thing that we're pursuing is important mm. and what God is calling us to. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that could just be repetition in our speech. Like, if it's what God wants us to do, then there's no counting the cost. We just do it. And then hopefully through all these little practices, we can do those things yeah. for God as best we can. Amen. Um, all right. So I guess we'll move on to, like, the second category mm-hmm. of um, enduring difficulties. Yes. <laughs> Patience. <laughs> so patience and perseverance are the two that I want to kind of yeah. just uh, hammer out here um, on how we can endure suffering, endure bad things. So I don't know if you want to offer anything. I like, well, the first thing that I guess came to mind for me, and it it's probably just because of where my headspace has been or the conversations that have been happening, um, but... Uh, because I, I, I can see how patience and perseverance very much relate to like staying on the journey. Like being being a Christian is not easy. And Jesus didn't tell us it was going to be easy. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Right. <laughs> right. And that there that we will suffer. And that's the beauty of our faith is that we know that there is a purpose to our suffering. That's one of the beautiful things about being Catholic, too. Um, I think and I, I wonder how much of this is related like patience with ourselves and also with the people that we're encountering um and right now uh like we're at the beginning of july and it's there are a lot of conversations around the abortion debate or um transgenderism and things like that and so you see on social media like these comment threads and a real lack of patience in how people are interacting with each other and i think those are the worst places um, to have uh, those types of debates, but um, but it requires that we are that we're not only patient with ourselves, 
but that we're patient with the others and also being able to persevere through um, through opposition. Because um, yeah. I'm just, I'm seeing that so much. There's an aggression, um, I think, in the culture right now. So being able to have the proper, to have the boldness of the gospel, for sure, um, and to, to persevere through all of the criticisms and attacks and violence, if that's, you know, if that's something that, that ends up happening. Um, but to know that there's like a patient endurance in which we have to, to face the obstacles that we've been um, given. But that's where my mind goes yeah. with those two things. No, no, I think, um, yeah, I think it's one of those things that it becomes, um, it has been disheartening to see people responding the way that they have been mm-hmm. with certain things. And I think this is why really teaching our kids at a young age these virtues is super important because we as a culture do not know how to handle when we are upset. Mm-hmm. We do not know how to handle, like we get so easily, and I'm speaking for myself too, so easily frustrated. Um, and next week, or our next episode, we're gonna be talking about temperance, which goes hand in hand, like practicing self-control. But um, practicing patience allows us to handle adversity well. Mm-hmm. When I say well, I mean in the way that God wants us to. Yeah. And. Yeah. We are not a culture that is trained to do that. Mm-mm. I mean, everything is like instant gratification. Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait. I don't even have to wait. Like if I'm upset with you, I can just text you as long as I have my phone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. If I don't right. like what something, some decision that happened in D.C. or whatever, um, or whatever politician made or what. Mad face emoji. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we are just so expressive. Yeah that we don't have to wait. We're, we're throwing temper tantrums with our fingers mm-hmm. and the emojis. And, mm-hmm. and then it's like, how can we correct that? Mm-hmm. And in the home, raising our children now is one of the best ways to hopefully build up a culture of people later who can endure adversity in a way that God wants us yeah. to. Um, I don't really want to get on my soapbox, but I do think one of the things as parents, it is vital to allow our children to sit in discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this starts at like an early, early age. And I don't want to become preachy here, but I've started to see it all the time. Because I know parents kind of want peace and not chaos, but I think we're giving our kids the wrong kind of peace. So when we mm. go to like the, like the 10 minute drive to school, there's a TV on and right. you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, or at the at the grocery store when um, there's a long line. Or even when parents are shopping. I've seen so many kids like with devices or teenagers at mm-hmm. dinner with their parents yeah. at a restaurant. And it's, I feel like the social media and just electronics have become, I'm bored, pull out my phone. Right. Um, we're, we're in a yeah. culture that, that pushes us towards, like, if you are uncomfortable, please seek comfort. And here is something to to help satisfy that. Yeah. yeah. You're escaping. Yeah. You're escaping the pain yeah. and filling the void with that's, something that's not of God. Right. And what's I am the worst at quotes. I keep thinking of these quotes, <laughs> and then I slaughter them when I try to say them. But Pope Benedict says, you were not made for comfort. Mm-hmm. That's, that is not... That is not the world that you were created um, to be part of. Um, again, read the original quotes. <laughs> it's much I actually better. think I have it. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> no, I don't have it memorized. Let me see. Let's see. The world offers you comfort. 
you were not created for comfort, but something for like great, that. But for greatness. But for yeah. greatness, yes. And that that's a real thing in the in the Christian life. And it will require that we are uncomfortable. It will require that we will have uncomfortable conversations with mm-hmm. people. I had um, a not even like a friend, but a, just an acquaintance from high school um, reached out to me and she wanted to know my opinion about um, something regarding the abortion debate. I'm like, why are you reaching out to me? Like, you never talk, you never talk to me. Maybe I'm the only Catholic that you know. And I just, I find myself frustrated as I'm, as I'm answering because I'm like, I don't want to have this conversation because I know, in my mind, I'm like, there's no point to this. There's no point. She's an atheist. I'm a Catholic. She has a totally different understanding of personhood, of um, like just the philosophy of existing um, than I do. So what is the point? And I was reminded, like, I don't know what seeds are being planted. I don't know what journey God has her on, but to be patient, to respond in the, in a, in a bold but um, but uh, direct and but also being patient, which is really really difficult yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Um, that we don't know what the consequences of that or where that journey will will lead her um, yeah. in the future. But as Christians, if we can patiently endure the things that are thrown at us, the um, the difficult conversations that pop up. Um, there is a purpose to that that we may never see. Mm-hmm. We may never see. And I, like St. Paul says, like I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. And keeping that in the back of our minds. And I just, I feel like this virtue is something that helps us to endure that, to mm-hmm. to, to move forward through persecutions, through, um, through adversity, all of that, distractions, anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, and I think, too, like, being committed and being confident in the good. Yes. Um, And if we're not that, then it makes it really hard to endure and to um, be patient and to persevere if we aren't confident in the good. And the good is what God has called us to, like, a relationship with him, um, the gospel, uh, the teachings of the church, like, our holiness, our relationship with him. And so being confident in that. And I think just being being joyful in that. Yeah. Like, this is, I'm not wavering because this is what I believe and I'm proud to be that. Right. Um, I love being right. Catholic. I right. love Christ. And here's what I'm going to say from that right. perspective. And it, it's not going to be flashy. It's <laughs> not, again, no Nobel Peace Prizes are going to be given. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, it will be something that uh, that can, that can speak um, more profoundly into the mm-hmm. culture than if we were a clinging gong, gong. and symbols and yeah. All that stuff. Oh man, I feel like there's so much more that we could say. No, it's but good. We are, we are approaching the end of our time together. No, it's good. And then in the show notes, um, as always, there's an article that Mickey's written on the Virtue series. There's other episodes, and we encourage you to to go and um, to read more on on virtue. We're doing temperance next, yep. right? And um, Luke will continue to unpack the theological virtues. Um, there is, there's one document that I did wanna mention is John Paul II's letter to families, um, Familiaris Consortio. That is a is a powerful document to read, I think, especially in light of, of, of where we are. There's a quote in there, families become what you are. And um, like to really understand like what 
that it is worth it that the we were made for a time like this <laughs> we were we are it is a privilege to be catholic in um in today's world and the virtues will help us to be the the domestic churches that we're called to be um but yeah it it is so worth whatever adversity comes to to live this out so absolutely awesome you want to close this with prayer sure we'll do <laughs> in the name of the father and of the son and the holy spirit amen lord we want to be brave for you we want to stay committed to you and to your teachings help us to grow in the virtue of fortitude so we may do your will and not get up give up when things get hard Teach us to practice patience and perseverance in times of difficulty. We want to honor you, Lord, in all that we do, whether it's big or small. Give us a heart like yours so that we can do things with great love. We ask this in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs>